Do you want to reach your full kingdom potential? Welcome to Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Listen, it's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. Man, I gotta say that one more time. It's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. It's time to take action and connection, involvement and commitment to the next level. Here's Carlos Rivera. Let's talk about prayer today. And, and I've titled my message, Prayer That Transforms. Spending time with God makes you more like God. That's why prayer is so important. The more time you spend with the Lord, the more you begin to think like Him, the more you begin to speak like Him, the more you begin to walk like Him. So you usually become more of the people that you spend time with. So when you spend time with God, you begin to become more like God. Billy Graham once said this, prayer is not about using God, it's about God using us. God transforms us, he changes us, he makes us into the men and women of God that he's called us to be, and he does it through the power of prayer. Little Johnny was praying and he said this to the Lord, he says, so far today, God, I've done all right. I haven't gossiped, haven't lost my temper, haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, or selfish, or overindulgent. I'm very glad about that. But in a few minutes, God, I'm gonna get out of my bed, and then from now on, I'm probably gonna need your help a whole bunch today. Thank you, Jesus, <laughs> amen. Many of us are like that. We need God's help especially when the day starts. See, prayer needs to be a daily part of your Christian walk. Prayer to a Christian is like breathing is to every one of us. Whatever you do daily will determine your future. The daily habits that you incorporate into your life really do make a difference and really determine where you're going. Know that we can pray in good times and pray in bad times as well. See, if you only pray when you're in trouble, then guess what? You're in trouble. Because <laughs> prayer is all about preparing us as well for what God has. And, and you know, the thing is we, we can't see what's around the next corner, but God can. And when we pray, God will lead us and direct us so that we're not blindsided. And even if we are, God prepares our hearts before we get there. I remember there was a young man that used to come to our church all the time. He would come particularly when he was going through some difficult times. Every time he was in trouble, you could tell because he would be in church. So he would disappear for a while. When I would see him next, I would think in my mind, huh, he must be going through something because he's back in church. You know, that's so, it's so sad, but we don't realize that if we only come to God when we're in trouble, then man, we're in serious trouble already. Maybe you have a mess in your life that needs to be cleaned up. Maybe you're going through something right now that's difficult. And listen, at this season, at this time with this coronavirus and just all these difficult things that we're seeing on the news and, and all the bad news that we're getting on a regular basis, it can be so easy to feel even depressed and have all the weight uh, coming upon you. You know, people aren't sleeping well. You know, they're not eating well. Because when, you, when you're going through turmoil, it just messes up your nerves and, and it's very, very unsettling. Do you have destructive habits that need to be broken? Things in your life that are weighing you down, things that you know aren't the right thing to do, 
but they become habits and they're destructive and they pull you away from God. You have relationships that need to be mended. Certain people in your life that, that maybe you had there was a conflict or there was a disagreement and you walked away from each other, but you've never gone back to fix it. Maybe it's time for that. And maybe that's you right now. And maybe there are some financial situations going on right now. So many people have lost their jobs. Uh, so many people are struggling financially. Maybe that's you. You say, man, I need a financial miracle. No matter what your circumstances look like, no matter how difficult they may be, prayer is the key to be able to endure these circumstances. We're gonna discuss the transforming power of prayer. Turn your Bible to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12. And the word of God says this, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to your prayers. What an amazing God. What a powerful word and what a great promise. See, when you're in right standing with God, and you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you know the word of God says that God's ears are receptive to your prayers, that God is attentive and ready to move on your behalf. I wanna talk about three things that are transformed through prayers. These are three areas, not just of our lives, but three areas of this world that need to be transformed by the power of prayer. And the first one is this. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Point number one, prayer transforms me. That's right, say that. Prayer transforms me. Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7 says this. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Here we see something that prayer produces. See, prayer produces peace that transforms our perspective. Prayer changes the way we look at things. It's so powerful to understand that we need to pray so that we can align our vision with God. Through prayer that God downloads his perspective, his insight, his understanding, and he downloads it into us as we're connected to him in prayer. Sometimes God calms the storms, but other times he allows the storms and calms us. So we need to take time to understand that that particular process that takes place when we pray is such a powerful and necessary thing in every one of our lives today. I always say that a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. The power that comes that we need in our lives comes from prayer. We need to realize that God's vision is greater than our dreams. In 1 Corinthians uh, 2, 9, chapter 2, verse 9, it says this, But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. So often we're busy chasing our dreams. We don't realize that God already has a plan. See, at time life is so hectic and so busy, we don't even make time to pray. Listen, if you're too busy to pray, then you need to make time to do it because if you're that busy, you need prayer more than ever before. A busy life makes prayer harder, but prayer makes a busy life easier. 
It's about spending time in God's presence through prayer that actually lifts the burdens that you need. So even if you're busy, even if your schedule is hectic, even if there's a lot of pressure throughout the day, it's prayer that helps alleviate that in our lives so that we can have a productive day. And even if it's busy, even if it's hectic, we can still stay in God's peace and be able to not internalize all those things and walk in victory. You know, in Matthew chapter 4, we see Jesus led by the Holy Spirit into the desert. Jesus was preparing himself to be launched into his earthly ministry. And he needed to spend some quality time fasting and praying to receive the Father's instructions. Sometimes God will allow things like this to happen. See, in the 40 days and nights that he was there, he was tempted, tested, and proven. That personal time with God transformed him and empowered him for his mission. I want you to know that at times God will allow a wilderness experience for you to go through because he wants to get your undivided attention and empower you for the earthly assignment that he has just for you. See, this time that we're in right now, I mean, I know he's got my attention. I know he has yours as well. Because with all these circumstances that seem so chaotic around us, the only stability, the only anchor that we can have in the midst of this storm is our relationship with Jesus Christ. God's purpose for your life is already set. You don't have to try to rearrange it. You don't need to try to find uh, God's purpose. Listen, find God and you'll find your purpose. Don't try to change God's plan and try to have him agree with yours. That's what a lot of people do. Prayer does not alter God's blueprint, but it will change yours. Take time to connect with God daily and he'll realign you a plan that he has, which is much better than any plan that we can have. Amen. Praise God. The second thing is this. Not only does, does prayer transform me, but prayer transforms our nation. In 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 25, God's word says this, And David built there an altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord heeded the prayers for the land, which means he paid attention to the prayers, and the plague was withdrawn from Israel. Praise God. God responded to that prayer and lifted the plague, lifted the sickness that was overcome, that had overcome the nation of Israel. David had sinned against the Lord and the whole nation was suffering. When David backslid, everything started going wrong around him. A plague came and killed over 70,000 people. And in this passage, we see David repenting and turning away from the Lord and offering up sacrifices on the altar that he had put together and praying that God would lift that disease. God is a God of grace, amen, and he's also a God of mercy. Grace is when he gives you what we don't deserve. And of course, mercy is when he doesn't give us what we do deserve. God is a God that loves you and God cares for us. And he wants to transform not only you, but he wants to transform our nation. And when we get to pray, God will move when the people of God begin to move. When man does what he does, then, then we get results that are man-made. 
when we allow God to intervene and to get into in the center of what we're doing, then God can do things that are supernatural and can transform a whole nation. And in this passage, we see a nation being healed of a plague because of repentance and because of prayer. In 2 Chronicles 7.14, we know this scripture, we hear it so often, especially in this particular season. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. And here's what we need now and heal their land. You know, in, in 1901, during the Welsh Revival, under the ministry of Robert Murray uh, McShane, so great was the prayer during that revival that every tavern and every pub in Wales went broke. People stopped going to the taverns. People stopped going to the bars. The whole nation was impacted by the prayers of the saints. How many anti-alcohol sermons did McShane deliver? None. How many talks did he have speaking against taverns and bars and going to places like that? Zero. People simply lost all interest in alcohol when they got touched by the Lord. Oh, come on somebody. How many know that many times all these substances that we try to put into our body are just trying to fill a void. But when God touches you, that void is filled by his presence. It's filled by his power. Amen. And what happens is all of a sudden you just lose interest for the things that you were doing. Because listen, the devil has a counterfeit for everything God has. But when you're touched with the real thing, come on, man. When you're touched with the real thing, you can let go of all those other things, all those other substitutes and counterfeits that the devil has trying to distract you from what God's trying to do. You can just turn away from that. When you get touched from God, come on, man. When our nation one day will be touched by God, I believe that's coming. I believe that revival is on the brink right now. As you look around you and you see the news and you see everything, all the upheaval that's happening around us at the same time that the enemy's having his way, I believe there's an undercurrent of prayer and men and women of God who are on fire and they're beginning to pray now. I believe it's driving us to our knees to the point that eventually as we continue to cry out, God will answer and God will touch this nation. You see a touch from God and injustice would cease. A touch from God and racial discrimination and prejudice will end. A touch from God and all this needless violence that we're seeing would come to a screeching halt. A touch from God and all political unrest would be terminated. What this nation needs now more than ever before is a touch from God. And you see, the only way that's going to happen is if you and I get serious about this situation and we take a stand, we take a stand for Jesus by getting on our knees and fighting for our nation. Amen. So God needs the prayer of the saints to unleash revival on our nation. Amen. Praise God. And the thing that needs to be transformed more than ever before, prayer transforms the church. I really believe that before this nation can be transformed, the church must be transformed first. The Bible says that judgment starts in the house of God. In Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 3, it says this, 
on the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Because of their unity, because of their obedience, the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Obeying God's word brings God's favor. Walking in unity releases the Holy Spirit. When a church walks in unity and obedience, it walks in the power of faith. It walks in the power of God and the favor of God. And I believe that God will begin to move upon this earth like never before. We are in the end times. Everything is lining itself up. Just read Matthew chapter 24. It looks like the headlines today. Everything that Jesus said would have to happen before he returned. Right now, the stage is being set. See, when the church walks in unity, it walks in power. Prayer is the key to heaven, but faith unlocks the door. In Acts chapter 12, verses 5 and 7, the word of God says this, Peter was therefore kept in prison. But here we go. But constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night that Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him and the light shone in the prison and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up saying, arise quickly. And guess what happened? The chains fell off his hands. When the church prays in power, chains are broken. If you continue to read this story, you see that Peter walks out of jail. He literally walked out and, and the Holy Spirit blinded everybody. They didn't even see him walk out. <laughs> he was like, he's like the invisible man. He just walked right past everybody and nobody even knew that he had left. God wants to break chains in the church. God knows the church has chains that need to be broken. Chains of indifference, chains of religion, chains of apathy chains of prayerlessness. I believe the church is in trouble, but now God is turning things around. I believe that the things that we're lacking right now are all found in prayer. It all is manifested when we get together and we join our faith. The word of God says that when we touch and agree, amen, touching anything that is shall be done by my Father in heaven. So when we pray in unity and agreement, God begins to do great and mighty things. I just want to close with this last story. See, a new missionary was assigned a car that would not start without a push. So after pondering his problem, he devised a plan. As he made his rounds around the mission, he would either park on a hill or leave the engine running. And you know what's so amazing? He did this for two years because if he turned the car off, it would not get restarted unless he had a jump. Well, you know, one day sickness forced the Jackson family to leave and a new missionary came in after this missionary. And when Jackson began to explain his arrangement for getting the car started, the new man began looking under the hood. The new missionary interrupted, why, Dr. Jackson, 
I believe the only trouble is this loose cable. Could you imagine that whole time the car would not restart just because there was a loose cable? So he gave the cable a twist, stepped into the car, turned the switch, and to Jackson's astonishment, the engine roared to life. It was a loose connection that kept the engine for two years. That missionary would park on a downhill so, so he would be able to pop the clutch and, and build momentum and start the car because it would never start. And the whole time, it was just a loose connection. It, it's a picture of the church. The church with a loose connection. It needs to stay connected to the power of God through prayer in order to be able to move forward. Ephesians 1.19 says this, what, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? What God does requires his power to work through us. And listen, he can transform you and I. He can transform the nation. He can transform the church. God's transformation power is found in the power of prayer. So what are you going to do now? And I believe God is prompting every one of us to step up our game, to begin to make prayer a priority in our lives. Follow the example of Jesus, amen. I will pray that today that God would birth a blessing and a prayer, but most of all, a spirit, that God would birth a spirit of intercession in us, a hunger to spend time in his presence, amen. And when we make that firm connection with God, then his life and his power can flow through us as well. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray. We're so grateful for all that you're doing for us, Lord God. But Father, in this time, this time we know that ordinary just won't do anymore, that just a, a Sunday morning service alone, Lord God, is not enough to get us through. We need to stay connected to you seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Lord. Help us to stay connected through prayer. Help us to turn off the televisions and all the distractions that pull us away, Lord God, and spend quality time in your presence. Because in order to survive these types of seasons that we're in right now, Lord God, religion won't help us, Father God. We need a lively, a fervent prayer, an intimate, close relationship with you, Father God. So I pray for everyone listening right now, birth a spirit of intercession in their hearts, a spirit that will be thirsty and hungry for your presence in prayer. And Father, we thank you for the victory. We thank you for the victory in advance because we know great things are coming. We know that you're unleashing, Lord God, your power upon this earth and upon the church. So Father, we receive it and we thank you, Lord God, and we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. God bless you. Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Don't forget to share this podcast. Let us know how God is working in your life and how we can pray for you. If you wonder about it, wander around it, worry about it, join us for fresh inspiration and motivation from the Word of God with new episodes available every Friday. Connect with Carlos at carlosmrivera.com.